0: Our world is broken, people are pretty messed up, and let's be honest, sometimes it feels like God is an abusive boyfriend who says, I love you, but doesn't appear to be so loving. This podcast exists to remind you who you and your creator truly are, even amidst crisis, and offers stories of hope from people who have faced the unthinkable, yet continue to choose Jesus. Not because it's easy, but because they know that although life can feel excruciatingly complicated, there's holy simplicity found in Jesus. For those of you looking for a way to support the show, I'm super excited to share with you that we officially have our two signature t-shirts up on the podcast website. These are my two most worn t-shirts. They are so comfy and so cute, and they've been such an amazing way for me to literally clothe myself in truth with a reminder of God's fierce faithfulness. These are great teas to buy to champion a friend going through cancer or a friend enduring any kind of suffering, or to match your Bible study, your family for the holidays, and we've even had day camps and teachers buy these teas to wear a staff, and they're such a beautiful and fun way to match. You can go to allychristian.com slash podcast to get a tea or two for yourself or for a friend to remind them of the hope we have in our faithful, faithful God. I love that when you support the podcast, you're going to receive something that is so meaningful and ridiculous turn. Again, you can find both tees, all sizes and gorgeous color options at allychristian.com
1: podcast. Hey, Amy. Hi, Allie.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad we finally figured out this technology mess and are able to chat today. Oh
1: my goodness. Yes, I am too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, thanks for coming on this show today.
1: Thank you for having me. So excited to talk to you.
0: Yes, me too. So listeners, for those of you who don't know Amy, Amy is a homeschool mom of two. She is a wife and truly she's an amazing friend. We have stayed in their home before. Amy and I have traveled together to different business conferences. And funny enough, we connected online. But after we got together in person, we realized we actually grew up in the same area. And we have tons of mutual friends. And we definitely must have cross paths at one point or another um, without even knowing it
1: <laughs> yeah Um.
0: so and now it's fun because we get to meet up on holidays when we're both home at a coffee shop or at a local park so I am just so grateful for Amy but that is enough from me about you Amy I would love for you to tell us about yourself
1: oh goodness well thank you for the introduction. Um, and yeah, it's it was just such a crazy story how we met. And I've just been so blessed with being your friend for the past four years that, um, actually five years, I think now. So um, yeah. So thanks for having me on. Um, I, as Allie said, uh, grew up in the same town she did in eastern quote upstate new york and uh, um now i live and i've lived in uh, near buffalo new york since 1992 um which ages me pretty well there so um but mo- <laughs> <laughs> mo- probably when you were born Allie, but um yep. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i think we've talked about that before Yes. <laughs> oh anyway um yeah so i've lived i've lived in western new york um for almost 30 years i I, yeah when you say it out loud <laughs> it gets it gets much more real um <laughs> so anyway um but yeah moved here for college and uh and then met the love of my life and we've been married for 18 years um and we have <laughs> um we have Four beautiful children, two in heaven, and two that we get to hug every single day. Which I'm so blessed uh, that the Lord gave us our two children, our four children, but two of them are here that we can hug every single day. And um, they're teenagers now, so moms of littles, um, yeah. What they say is, you know, get ready for the teenage years, and it's just a whole different. It's 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 awesome and it's just a different ball game but it's it's awesome <laughs> in and of itself so anyway yes. but and yeah and your
0: and your kids are so amazing they're <clears throat> truly just such great kids and i love spending time with them they're not you know like the typical teenager that you think of they can hold conversations with adults they play with our kids they're so sweet they ask questions they are truly delightful you guys are doing such a great job
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, they are. They're really fun. <laughs> They're fun to hang out with. We love hanging out with them. And I truly love homeschooling them. Um getting to spend all, you know, our days together and and everything else. So God's truly blessed us with two amazing children here and and uh yeah, thank you for the kind words. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is the perfect segue into what I asked you to come on and share with us today. So would you share your story about your two sweet ones in heaven?
1: I would love to. Um, Yeah. So we had our son in 2014, no, 2004. And, um, oh boy. 2004. <laughs> <and Comic relief. laughs> exactly. If I'm good at anything, it's that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had him in 2004 and, um, and then decided, you know, we'd really, really like to try to have two children, you know, pretty close together. And, um, so we, um, uh, we tried to have a second and got pregnant with our second, and um, we were just really, really over the moon, excited and everything. And we never found out what we were having, like a boy or girl. We just, I I always wanted that drama in the labor and delivery room, like it's a boy or it's a girl. You know, I just, I wanted (laughs) that moment, like that TV moment, you know, or whatever. And so we never found out what we were having. So we always had nicknames. And so this, our, our second, um, pregnancy, we called him chickpea. I say him spoiler alert anyway. (laughs) Um, but we called the baby chickpea and, um, you know, and, and just loved him right from the start. And, um, through my first pregnancy, I didn't have any complications whatsoever. Nothing. I mean, it was textbook pregnancy textbook delivery, everything. Um, and just just an awesome experience. And so when our second when we got pregnant with our second, it was um, almost not from the beginning, but when you have that first trimester blood work and all of that, I got a phone call and it was, your blood work is, there's something wrong. And I was like, I mean, your heart just drops, right? And so, um, so I had repeat blood work and everything, and I was coming home from the doctor. And so this was about, I don't know, I was probably 13, 13 weeks, 14 weeks into my pregnancy. So it was the beginning of May and was coming home from the doctor. And I remember driving down the street, beautiful May, uh, sunshine day after mid afternoon. And I was getting ready to turn left into our driveway. And, uh, my husband and our son were in the front yard. And he said to me after he said, yep. I said, Hey, look, Nate, there's mama. And as soon as I turned a guy that was two cars behind me decided he was going to pass all of us, T-boned me 30 feet into my front yard, barely missing a tree going over the top of our mailbox and totaled our van. Um, and, you know, I, I, remember just like not even knowing what happened, but that fight or flight feeling, and I had to get out of the car and I got out. And so, um, you know, some minor injuries to me um, and everything Our told our van was totaled. Um, but, when the EMTs got there, you know, I had to tell them I'm pregnant and everything shifted into a whole different gear, of course. And, you know, had to go to the hospital and had some some tests and everything. And on top of the blood work that had come back, um, they'd found out somewhere in there that the baby had a two vessel cord and wasn't developing correctly, uh, you know, and everything. And at some point they, they thought he was going to have spina bifida. And, um, so, you know, we had lots of doctor visits and of course they want to do an amniocentesis and they want to, you know, they give you the options that you have and everything. And we said, you know what, whatever the Lord has planned for this baby, we are, we're going to be ready and we're going to love him just the exactly how he is born, no matter what. And, um, and so that was May and, you know, time goes by and I'm, I'm getting bigger and, you know, going through everything, and everything <laughs> looked good. And, and I had a, um, one of those monitors where you could listen to the baby heart baby's heartbeat. And so, um, I had done that through my first pregnancy and I loved listening to, you know, his heartbeat every day and all that. And same with my second baby. And, Mm -hmm. and then one day I remember, um, thinking like, something's not, something's not right. Like I haven't felt him move in a while. And Mm -hmm. so I went and got the, the monitor and listened and I couldn't find his heartbeat anywhere. And I was like, what is going on, you know, and started to get very scared and, um, and had just, had just listened or heard something about, and I don't know if it was like within the past few weeks of that or months or whatever, but a TV star had had a stillbirth and I'd never heard of anybody having a stillbirth. I was like, you know, what is that? And in hindsight, I think it was kind of like, a little bit of a um i don't know how to say it, like the lord just kind of giving me a a glimpse into what was gonna happen okay mm, yeah. and so um i went to the doctor and i remember the the one nurse saying oh it's fine just relax and
0: uh, <laughs> I was like
1: oh yeah. I, I just was like, I mean, I remember exactly the way she looked, what she, where she was standing. I mean, everything in that moment. And I was like, mm-hmm. listen, I'm relaxed. I know something's <laughs> wrong, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I had to go to a children's hospital and they gave me a steroid shot because they said, this baby's probably going to come. Now I was about 27 weeks pregnant um, at that point. Mm-hmm. And so they gave me the, the steroid shot and everything, and they listened. They found the heartbeat, did an ultrasound, everything looked good. Um, and they sent me home. And so the next day, didn't feel any movement, put the fetal uh, the heart rate monitor on again, and didn't hear anything. So called my doctor and she said, "Go back to go back to the children's hospital <clears throat> and get checked again." So I did. and, this time they they said no the baby has died and i remember you know greg and i looking at each other and i just said why you know why what did i do and Mm -hmm. i don't normally cry about talking about this but i just remember the look in his face like the the moment it probably was reflecting the look in my face as well just that moment of disbelief like how can this be happening, you know? And so yeah. then they, they tell you, well, you, I said, well, then you're going to just, I'm going to have a C-section, right? Like I'm not going to go into labor. I mean, I'm not, you know, ready to mm-hmm. deliver. And they said, no, we don't do C-sections for stillbirths because we don't want you to have a scar. <laughs> what? And what? Exactly. And I was like, the scar on my stomach is so much less than the scar on my heart from, Mm. from this, you know what I mean? Like that, that would just be so minuscule, but anyway, Mm. we had to, we ended up leaving that hospital because they gave us the option to wait for labor to, for me to naturally go into labor or Mm. I could go and they could, you know, give me medicine to kind of force me into labor.
0: Because does your body <clears throat> go into labor naturally when the baby is no longer alive?
1: Um, <laughs> you'd think I'd know the answer to that. And, and I believe it does, but it doesn't necessarily okay. go into labor right then. So okay. it, it, it could take, they told me it could take, you know, a couple days. It could take, take, take a couple weeks. Um, wow.
0: I thought that was, I thought that was dangerous. That's so I, interesting. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, th- this was 15 years ago too, Allie. So, right. uh, you know, I mean, th- right. and, and the moment was just very, very mumbled and you know uh, the details aren't yeah. super, oh, super sure. clear, but, but they did give us the option. And um, we said, you know what, uh, We just want to get him out so we can love on him and, Mm. um, and, and, you know, put him to rest and, and, uh, Mm. and everything. So, um, so we called our families and told them and then went to the hospital, uh, went to another hospital, uh, the one that my, um, gynecologist or OBGYN practices at, uh, that we felt comfortable at too. So, so we went there. And I was still in disbelief. I, I still couldn't believe it. And I was like, you know what, you've, you've got to do another ultrasound just to make sure before we do anything, just mm-hmm. please make sure. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they did and, and they kept saying they're like it, he's gone, you know, and, and well, they didn't know it was a he, but um, I keep saying he, but they didn't know it was a he, but <laughs> anyway. Um, so they gave me the medicine to start uh, labor and everything. And, of course, we had to wait for all of that to take place. And, um, you know, and I just kept thinking, how am I going to do this? I am not going to be able to do this. I can't do this. And I remember saying, Greg, I just can't do this. I, I can't. It's I can't deliver our baby who has died. I mean, it just was so... Yeah foreign to me you know what I mean and and uh... yeah
0: I can't imagine and I mean I, the biggest motivation in going through all of that pain is the joy mm-hmm. at the end of the struggle so I can't even imagine where you how you got the motivation to do that and also it was probably like your mind kind of trying to protect you from the reality of what actually was happening. You know, like once you delivered, that was, there was the reality. Mm -hmm.
1: And that's exactly it is. um, Yeah. You just, you can't fathom. I mean, the joy of having a baby is, is getting to hold your baby and and take the baby home and, Mm -hmm. you know, raise the baby. I mean, that's the, the awesome part of the pregnant of pregnancy and, and becoming a mom, you know, and delivering a baby. And, uh, you know, and I knew that that was not going to be the case. So yeah, Mm -hmm. you're exactly right. Um, and so the (laughs) motivation kind of strangely, the motivation to do it comes from the medicine that they give, they gave me, I had no choice. Like at that point, it was, here we go, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and this, this is where it gets extremely, extremely um peaceful i it's the only thing i can come up with is in god's grace and mercy that moment where i pushed our son out i did not see the doctor i did not see nurses i didn't hear any you know beeps or anything else i saw mm-hmm. jesus and i saw my husband and i mm-hmm. saw jesus holding our baby and you know <laughs> it's it, it's not that I'm trying to be like all like woo woo or whatever else, but I'll tell you, I mm-hmm. just felt such peace knowing oh, that so Jesus funny. was holding my child in his loving mm-hmm. arms that I was like, it's going to be okay. He he's going to be mm-hmm. okay. We're going to be okay. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and that moment has it, it carried me through just, just that piece that he gave me in that moment and mm. you know and and so it was over and we were able to hold him we were able to you know really love on him for as long as we wanted they said you can stay as long as you want um Till three o'clock. Then you got to go because that's you know. I'm, kidding, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, but we, but we got to. They they asked us, do you want us to take photos? Uh, now keep in mind this is 2005, so we probably still had flip phones <laughs> back then. I don't know, but right. Um, yes. You know, do you want to take photos? And I was like, take photos. I was like, oh my goodness, no. You know, and then it when he was in my arms i was like yes please take photos please i need to know i need to be able to see this sweet baby's face you know and Mm. um and our pastor came and you know we all cried together and prayed over him and just just really loved on him the nurses were so fantastic and um everybody was just wonderful um Mm. Yeah, it was it was just a really peaceful peaceful time.
0: I just I hear God's grace all over that. Mm. What was the most painful part of all of it?
1: <sighs> <clears throat> well, not being able to leave the hospital with my baby. Having to leave that mm. room with him there and go home without him was the most difficult thing. Um, Gosh. Yeah. You know, I I remember leaving in the wheelchair and him still in the little um, bed, you know, that they put them in and um, they had given us a trinket box and, um, you know, wrapped him in a blanket and he had a little, a little cap on and this trinket box has had um, other had, handmade items from other moms and other Mm. ladies who've made stuff and they put it in this box for the mom to take home so so I didn't go home empty-handed but I still didn't have my baby I mean you know it's right not as a replacement exactly but um and then you know the second most difficult moment was having to bury him i mean we had to go get a cemetery plot we had a funeral and you know and all that and it it was just um really really difficult to go through that and leave then leave him in the cemetery um you know so i had to leave him twice you know um so that was that was really really difficult as well so but yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just so unnatural.
0: I remember when
1: Addie was born,
0: and we had to stay in the hospital for almost a week, which is nothing compared to, you know, most kids that have complications when they're born. But I remember my parents saying, Hey, let's go out to eat. And the nurse is saying, Yeah, we, you know, we watch babies so that you guys can go out. And I cried basically the whole time I was a a mess it just felt so unnatural and that was for you know a couple of hours and and my baby was okay so I can't even imagine the just how unnatural that must have felt Mm -hmm. just so so I mean the word hopeless is coming to mind I know that it wasn't hopeless for you which is what I want to ask how did you see jesus show up or where did you find hope as you processed this grief
1: well like i said i mean he showed up in numerous ways thinking back you know um on it but in the moment you know he showed up in the hospital of course like i'd said and he showed up in the people that loved on us um through it all and, Mm. you know, and everything, and just the right, right down to, you know, the funeral directors who just their, their care through it all was just beautiful. And I mean, he, he just showed up in so many different ways. And, and I love, um, I just am so, so thankful that I have hope in him to know that I will see my son, you know, someday and, yeah. um, you know, and then we're able to make some, we called chickpea bead bracelets, my sister and I, um, you know, to to with verse cards and everything to give in the trinket boxes to other moms. So, you know, we wanted to extend mm-hmm. that, that peace and love, Um, that the Lord showed us and that all these other moms through the trinket boxes that we felt, um, you know, we wanted to extend that too. So
0: I love that my mom and I were just having this conversation last night, actually, that until you go through some kind of trauma or crisis, you don't understand how much those things mean Mm -hmm. to people. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, if somebody had, started a group like that in your church to minister to moms who had stillborns you know you might sign up and think oh yeah I mean this is probably a probably a good thing to do but when you've gone through it Mm -hmm. and somebody provides an opportunity for you to do something like that Mm -hmm. you're on board 100% like yes this got me through this changed my life this is a necessary thing Mm -hmm. so I love that you use that to continue yeah. to serve others yeah. what are maybe two things maybe you only have one and that's totally fine that you want other moms or even dads who are going through a similar heartbreak right now to know
1: um that you will be okay you know um that the lord's got you he's 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 there to comfort you and give you peace and come, you know, comfort and <clears throat> through it all. Um, and also don't be afraid to talk about it. Like people are just, they, I remember like if I would mention it to, you know, some of my family members who aren't believers, let's say, and you know, they would give me this look like, <gasps> like you, what? Why are you talking? You know what I mean? And it was like (laughs) oh
0: yeah. I know what you mean. (laughs) Because
1: because the Lord has given me such peace about it, and and I and I trust him. I trust in his timing. I trust in his plan. I don't want to go through the suffering at all. I, I never wanted to go through that, but I trust that his plan is better than mine. He can see way more than I can. So, you know, um, and so, you know, don't be afraid to talk about it, to trust in the Lord and, um, and to just know that, you know, his plan is, is perfect. So, um, you know, lean in, lean into him. I
0: love that. Yeah. I love that. And it is so healing to Mm -hmm. talk about it. It is amazing. And, you know, that reminds me of, where it says in the Bible to bear one another's Mm -hmm. burdens. That's how I, I see us doing that is, is by talking Mm -hmm. about it. You can't bear someone else's burden unless they share their burden with you. (laughs) And there's only one way to do that, which is communicating with others that you do have a burden or that this happened to you. And I think it's, it's so healthy. I love that you can share Mm -hmm. about this because I think it's so healthy for, the rest of the world to hear stories like this that, you know, I know for me that when um, I was first diagnosed, I felt I felt kind of like a freak, like, oh, no, like I'm, I'm diagnosed with cancer and I'm young and but it was so helpful mm-hmm. to connect with other people who had cancer, who were young. And it helped me realize like, I'm not a freak. This is actually kind of a normal mm-hmm. thing and we're going to get through it and we're going to be okay. And so I I just love that so much that you share so openly because it is so healthy and it removes those lies that you are a freak or that you've done something mm-hmm. wrong or, you know, <laughs> No, complaint.
1: exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and then, um, we had our daughter one year and one week later and you know it it was a not I'm not going to say that the pregnancy wasn't full of (laughs) stressful moments and a lot of prayer Mm -hmm. um but she has been a huge blessing and you know and I I just know that um the Lord ha- is holding our son and, you know, we have, uh, I, I had another miscarriage five years ago and, uh, you know, um, that one was early on, mm. but, uh, you know, he is holding both of our babies waiting for us there. And like I said, we get to love on our two here. And, you know, um, so that that is, is it just really makes me, feel like, okay, Lord, you know what you're doing. I, I trust you and, uh, you know, you are good. So
0: yeah. Yeah. How did this change your relationship with the Lord? If, if at all, maybe it didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. It,
1: it definitely strengthened my, um, faith, um, my walk with him. It was, uh, yeah, it, it he, he it, it changed me in a way that grew I grew closer to him and um and want to tell others about him and his peace and his grace and his love and and all of you know his um beautiful character um and attributes because of the peace that I felt through an extremely difficult and emotional and, um, hard time. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know how people mm-hmm. go through things without him, without his peace and, and, uh, comfort.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that because I hear you, I hear you saying that he took this tragedy and he turned it into something so beautiful, which is drawing mm-hmm. you to him. And, I feel like I say this all the time, but when people ask me to pray for them, when they're going through a tragedy, I I pray for comfort and I pray for joy, but I pray most of all for Mm -hmm. his presence to be so strong because there's nothing sweeter than Mm -hmm. his presence, which equals his peace and his joy and all of those. But I love that. It just points back to his. Exactly.
1: And, and you just, you nailed it. I mean, the, the pinnacle, the, the, peak moment of the whole entire experience was the moment of delivery and as I'd said that's when everybody was gone from the room in in my mind's eye it was just Jesus my husband and our baby and and the peace Mm
0: -hmm.
1: was beyond anyone's understanding except you know just being there You, you you know that peace with him him present
0: Oh my gosh. That gives me chills. That is amazing. And also it reminds me of how, you know, the, sometimes you can read a verse and we interpret it one way, but we don't even realize that there are, there could be like a whole other, other dimension of how, what the verse actually means. And, you know, the verse of peace that surpasses all understanding. Um, And, you know, I mean, i I know for me i assume that means that i'll i'll have some peace and in tragedy and things like that but for you i i just it gives me chills thinking that it was an actual Mm -hmm. physical manifestation that that literally made other people disappear and god's power was so clearly displayed it it
1: truly truly is yes i couldn't have said it better myself exactly (laughs) Gets me so pumped. Yes. <laughs> that is <Whip>. awesome.
0: <laughs> well, a, let's finish on a okay. fun question. Okay. So if you could have one wish granted right now, what would it be? Your answer can be serious, it can be silly, but if you could have one wish granted right now, what would it be? You
1: know, I I I thought long and hard about this question. Um <laughs> For a whole two minutes here, two seconds., um, but no, the answer, and I'm gonna be one hundred and ten percent honest with you. and I'm gonna cry saying it. <laughs> but if I could have one grant, one wish granted right now, it would be to sit at cool beans and have coffee with you and to hug your neck and just have have a couple of hours to just see you in person and and love on you
0: that would be so sweet. that would be so sweet i cannot wait for that it is coming it is coming yes is coming. i cannot wait
1: so oh that is so sweet of <laughs> you to say oh man oh, <laughs> i made it I'm, through the whole thing I'm without, so without for you not crying <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I'm i i told you guys Aww. what a great friend she is oh goodness <laughs> oh so Aww. well amy thank you so much for being such a great friend for following the lord's calling on your life and and sharing your story so long. Oh, thank with you us. so
1: much for having me and i'm just so 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 blessed by your friendship and all you're doing to let other ladies like myself talk about how jesus has you know, the great things he's done in their lives through tragedy and hardships and, and all of that. And just wonderful, Mm -hmm. just wonderful. I'm so, so appreciative of Mm you.
0: Well, he is Mm -hmm. worthy of it all. Hey, thank you for joining us today. I hope you're not falling for a lie that you could never be holy enough to respond to your situation as our guest today did. I know that's sometimes where my head goes when I hear stories of holy struggle, so can I remind you that you have everything you need to respond the same way? Jesus offers hope in our pain and it usually only requires a perspective shift to notice it. So whether it's time in his word, going for a walk through creation, or a heart to heart with a friend, this is your weekly reminder to take time to snatch that much needed perspective shift.